guys take out swords? And do you have two iron swords or metal swords? Uh, I actually, I do. Listen, because if you don't, I do. I, my house is filled with blades. Let me tell you, I'm a fan of blades. People are like, guns, and I'm like, no, 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 There's literally a knife in every Some of those knives aren't knives, they're swords. Are you sure? Positive. Mm. It's like, fuck, what the hell's that noise? That 20, baby. <laughs> That's the last time I'm going to see that today. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi. How's it going, tavern goers? It's going. Welcome high. back. <laughs> You know, you know, I, you guys do this, and like I appreciate the feedback, but you guys know you're not the tavern goers, right? The audience oh. is the tavern goers. Uh, we are. I'm the here every two weeks. Look, Arguably, we, uh, I am the most tavern goer. We are the, the tavern goers. I'm not embodying disenfranchised drunk energy. I'm playing a David wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, Listen, everybody. If anybody goes to a tavern. It's Rayesk. Once again, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. My name is Jameson Oxford. I am your game master today. We are a real play TTRPG Mastermind podcast. Today we're going to play the board game Mastermind. I don't know that do, one. Do you, Jeff, do you know Mastermind? No? Uh, isn't that a trivia game? No. No, it's I a game for where you Mega know. Mind myself. You line up colored things in like an order and then you hide them from your your friend and then they have to guess what what your order is and you tell them when they're wrong and they have so many guesses it's basically wordle Ew. sick color better sick see <laughs> wordle ripped it off so you know Fuck wordle. that's because fun fact you can't copyright a rule set true which is why Suck we're playing wizards. a fifth edition d20 based uh tabletop rpg today uh where we I know of those. Sounds good. Once again, I'm your game master, Jameson Oxford, and playing with me today is... Fuck it. Jeff! Hi, everybody. You know me. Jeff I'm likes your, to play um... with me. <laughs> Don't do it. That's right. I'll do it. Why not? I tried to yesterday, but you were busy. Anyways. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> I am sorry. I am your Crestkin, but as you've recently found out, a bit more than that. And Rogue, that, that's a thing I do. He's on Crestkin Plus. Crestkin Plus there. Whitening. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crestkin um, Plus Murder. That, definitely. Oh, so Tartar Control. <laughs> tartar Risk Control. Anyways, uh, and at the table today with me. Hey, how's it going? I'm Ryan. Uh, play D&D here sometimes, I guess. Or, I play tabletop role-playing games at ah. this table. Inside of this tavern, and uh, sometimes, specifically this time, uh, I play as a Warforged Artificer named Nine and her two little buddies, 9.1 and 9.2. And uh, as always, it's great to be here, and I would like to uh, thank you all for coming, and uh, Mitch too, I guess. Hey yo, everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe- wait. No, we don't do that here. No. Well, I mean, Why I wish they would. Playing with Ryan today is me, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> it's fun to play with Ryan. I love playing with Ryan. Playing with Ryan is some of the happiest tabletop gaming experiences I have. It's just so fulfilling to play with Ryan. Jeff and Jay are cool, I guess, too. I play with Eru, who hates Nine. Maybe? I don't know. In the most recently released episode, you kind of defended her. True. This, I feel like that's sort of in the past. Well, that was it. I was done. That was it. Who can okay. say? All right. 
Uh, and yeah, uh, he said like and subscribe. We don't do that. You should do that. Please go find us on anything that we. Oh, I meant the obnoxious on. YouTube guy version. Oh yeah, we mm. well, we will if that'll get us. More I mean, you put this on YouTube. Do we, we have we to do that? We are on YouTube. You can feel free to go find us on YouTube. In fact, most recently we should have just uploaded our newest No Dice on Bezum. So if you haven't seen it, you gotta go find it just to look at Jeff's goofy ass face. And for people like me and Ryan who had to look up what Bezum means because it sounds kind of dirty. It's like big it. eyes, small mouth, and anime. I don't like it. A anime style TTRPG. Which... Nothing you have yet said makes that sound less like porn. Yeah. Hey, Did we I didn't choose it? the name. Did, was I going to make it less porny? I don't know if that's in my wheelhouse. It's not. We might it's try not. it on our Twitch stream sometime, which we also do. Come check that out. We do a lot of stuff. The Twitch is kind of growing. It's We're just trying stuff out up there. And uh, we got three... TTRPG games that we play on that stream. Come check them out. They're every other Wednesday, every other Friday, and once a month, periodically, you'll have to follow us on Twitter or Twitch to find out more. Yeah! Come check At Torchlight out. Tavern. Yeah. Look, just Google Torchlight Tavern. We're all over that. Not out. hard to find. It's not it's hard great to find. SEO. If, you know name, if you're listening here, you, you know our it. SEO is top notch. I mean, I, we gotta find ways to draw people who don't know our name to us, but that's your job, listener. Please, please, Smiles. for the love of God, please. <laughs> Where you're, you're part of the tavern now. You, your job is promotion because <laughs> we hired. are bad at it. Anyway, <laughs> guys, what? what if we just go on one of those porn websites and just like do a D and D AMR and just just offer D and D advice somewhere where it's completely unrelated? I, I Fuck really, yeah. I we're like, we're opening the OnlyFans. I no joke thought about getting us on like a streaming platform for porn and doing D and just not addressing anything or anyone who questions it. <laughs> but that's very gimmicky and silly and i don't know if it would pay off it might oh, God. but i love it though people I would have post nut clarity i don't know if they'd give us money <laughs> only on good yes. episodes D D on chatterbait anyways yes uh, this is all gonna cut anyway um, i don't think it is <laughs> no one's fire us off, Jeff. No one's baiting to that chat. Last time on Torchlight Tavern, Black Powder. Black Powder. Black Powder. I need your help today. I know you're busy, but I've got uh, another little cleanup from you and your friends that I can't. I don't feel confident handling alone. Oh, what can I do? We're gonna head on down to Penance Row. Uh, the uh, the church is over there. I need help with a black pudding. Huh? I'll explain it as we go. I can't say. Where else we'd be traveling to be looking for what be happened here? I think I be having found everything I be needing. So I'm thinking we be going southwest, looking for what you looking for with the blue folk, the blue star people, yes? Yes, gotcha. Sounds like the best plan we have. Little one, is there anything we be needing to take for, for an eye from this thing? I know she be taking bits and pieces, but I don't know what bits and pieces be needing. Where is the core? Right and I reach in and I rip it out. The moment you guys get like down the hill and just a little bit further, you see like a mile away, you can see a camp. You see like a bunch of like tents and bivouacs, I guess would be like a good way to describe them. Like these, these sort of mobile, easy to collapse tents, like a mile in front of you. In a hiding very well, is there? But I think I will hide. And I start creeping into the tall grass with a 19 for stealth. Okay. Uh, Adaru, do you Adaru go? follows quietly behind. Hello! 
fight worth continuing unless you choose to remain violent. We've been polite, but now our friends are bleeding. Polite! You should work on your politeness, then. You come out here sneaking with your weapons on an innocent camp, and you expect us to show you hospitality! No. You could have come openly across the prairie that was a mile long, but no, you snuck in. Sure. Go warn the others now! Don't move! Please tell them to stop! I don't want to shoot you! She doesn't respond to you, you just hear her start to pray. I didn't want to do this! What, what have you done? Nine. We left off where we had rolled initiative. And I don't remember any of that shit. No. Nope. That's funny. Sure. Right. Everybody got nat 20s. What are your decks? Comments. <laughs> we all forgot, so we all got nat 20s. So what's your plus deck score? Three. You have a plus three decks? Yeah. Damn, nine. My initiative is plus shoot, but... My initiative is plus three. Oh, I, I should pull up the Is this decks or just that initiative? You want an actual in-roll? Why, why are you asking questions? Are you, are you going? Yeah, he rolled. Yeah, you said everyone. No. <laughs> yes, I gotta fight some hillbillies or whatever. Daru is teleported to Nine's location. Yeah, Holy Nine's shit. good to go. Nine, what the fuck? I don't know. I'm not Nine right now. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we good? Ryan doesn't know. Rolling <laughs> initiative. That is a thirteen plus three. Right, I'm gonna go watch YouTube videos. You let me know when I'm up. Yeah, man. All right, you rolled a 13, my guy. A 13 plus three. All right, so last we left off, you were confused. They were like, hey, you need to fight this pudding in a church. Uh, it's the old Numenite church, and you and Finbagi have rolled up in there because he thinks that you're going to be able to help him because hitting this thing with anything physical is a bad idea. He also let you know to not hit it with electricity, as a reminder to you, and... Or slashing. He said, don't don't cut it. Don't shoot it with uh, electricity because he knows it's something you probably might be able to do. And then uh, you, while you guys were chatting, you realized that it started climbing up the wall and was on the ceiling headed your way. You're in this like hundred. Uh, it's a small church. You're in this like 80 foot by 80 foot pew filled church room. Uh, it's kind of shabby. Tell you, it's about to be pew filled. God, All right, you guys gotta it. stop. Oh man, <laughs> it was good though. Fuck. Yeah, goddamn it. I thought about it. I considered it. It was relevant. And it's on the roof, and it's heading your way. Initiative starts. You want initiative, unless you listen to the last episode in which we rolled initiative, and none of us made that note. So just forget that. Good job for remembering, though. Thanks, guys. Woo. Bye. Gold star for you. Uh, are we just like 
if we if we're in a church yeah are we in like the middle row yes you've okay. come through the front door it's a church i shouldn't have to give you a map it's not a particularly high vaulted church like 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 you would think of like a big massive one this this is a small town like built out of are wood we and timber. are we talking pews or are we talking a lot of chairs pews fuck sorry <laughs> Good. We we j- we had the ma- we, I can't take it back now. We made the pew pew joke. Yeah, I know. Fuck. And pews aren't one to five pounds, so I can't catapult a pew at it like I wanted. <laughs> there are items, but most of the things that you could pick up would be at the altar up front. So not where you're standing right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What you could rip a sconce off a wall. Yeah, get creative, bro. Uh, Jay, do I have my new weapon? Yes. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I think I'll use it. I'm going to use Nine's Gun Lance for the first time ever. Let's go. That is a 14 plus 3 to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that hits. Uh, you, you, you watch as you fire at it, and it it it's a slow-moving, like, pudding on the on the ceiling, and you mm-hmm. watch that it just doesn't seem to have a very quick move maneuverability. Yes, Nine, uh, I haven't mentioned it at all, but Nine carries the gun lance on her back it does uh and it does so she unclips it from her back unfolds the big fucking thing and points it up right at the ceiling and i'm gonna go ahead and shoot one off that is oh oh no you're gonna use that in here there's 10 damage fuck as the uh the blast goes off as it hits the roof and uh, a big hole gets punched into this pudding uh, yeah, that that ten damage is a good start. Should should I not do that in here? The you Finn Boggy has his hands like over his ears, and that like as the ringing sound just goes through this church, it's not quiet. Were we supposed to be? Well, I didn't think you were gonna bring explosives into the mix right off the bat. Well, you didn't say it was a stealth mission. I I didn't think I needed to say stealth. I didn't. Oh, never mind. Uh, he and he's like, I'm I'm heading over there. I'm gonna see if we can get it. I need something to hit it with. And uh, he runs over to one of the curtains on the other side of the room. Do what you gotta do, but you're gonna have to do it fast now. Why? Because you made a big, loud explosion in a city on alert. Oh. Is it my turn again? Uh, no, it's if in boggies, but he takes his whole turn to run across the room. Okay. Uh, the pudding, let's see how fast it moves. It's gonna go ahead and double move to close the remaining distance with you, and it is directly above you now. All right. Well, since uh, I can't, since it well, would he, be wrong for well, me he, to once again, he said you've already made a noise. Mm-hmm. He would he would prefer you didn't. But if you do want to keep doing that, if you think you could do it quickly, that would be the thing. No, to do. nine would immediately switch gears, considering I was just uh, scalded. <laughs> uh, I am going to mess with a little dial that I have on the side of the gun lance, and then I am going to cast scorching ray. All right. There's a nine plus seven to hit. Yeah, it hits. Uh, normally, it's you know the DM thing to like not tell you the armor class, but what do you add? What? What do you add to an attack roll? Uh, for that one specifically, it was plus seven. Yeah, don't, just let me know if you roll a one, my guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pudding. And then since I'm using a spell, I get to use my uh, arcane firearm with that. That's an extra one d eight. Okay. And that didn't really matter because it's just a one. Oh. So that was nine damage. Uh, what type was all that? Uh, that was Scorching Ray, bud. Okay. So that's five. Fire damage. 
Yeah, fire. And a, uh, a straight a line of just fire comes out of the tip of the gun lance and uh, scorches that, hopefully boiling that slimy, bubbly boy up there. It's scorching Ray, right? The spell? You should read it real quick. Yeah, I believe what he's trying to tell you is that you get three rays. Honestly, I didn't realize I got three rays. That's pretty it's, rad. Scorching Ray is fucked up. <laughs> For each ray. Good God. Yeah, man. Roll, roll two more times. Don't roll a one. My bad. That one's not hitting. That's a two. Two plus sevens? It hits. Okay, well. It's AC is seven. That is four. That's 11 damage. 16 plus seven to hit. Eight damage. All right. Yeah, you, you, you. So excuse me. I don't shoot off one. I shoot off three fucking blasts of fire out of the gun lance straight at the bubbling boy above my ceiling so my fire ceiling. just fire hits up top on this like wooden building and like there's little patches of scorched uh wood start to show through the the, the pudding as more holes get punched through it uh you watch as finpoggy is over to the side and he's like hoisting something up with one of the like the pulley systems they have that run the curtains over by the pew he's got a pew up by one uh by the pulley and he's getting ready to like apparently swing it in your direction uh and he holds hit the rest of his turn as the black pudding falls down on nine. Nine, you didn't move. I did not. Okay. Uh, so you get covered in pudding. Normally, oh no. a fun thing that would happen on, like, Nickelodeon. Those were the days. Yeah, you're getting gacked, bro. Uh, you're slime. Thank you. Yes. That's, no, it makes, this is gack. It makes fart noises when it hits you. Gross. Um, all right. So it's going to hit you with its pseudopods on the way down. Eight plus five it's going to do five bludgeoning damage plus 18 acid oh okay do you have non-magical armor on how much damage was that you said 18 plus five plus five hot dog uh you're not wearing any armor uh i am wearing all right i had to fix my shit there it's okay fucking equipment there we go i wear a scale mail apparently all right you have a minus one armor to your ac or mi- no. minus one to the AC bonus of your armor. If it reaches uh, a zero, your armor is broken. That sucks. Yes. I don't like that. Yeah, it hits you nine and you immediately feel the acid hit you and like all your like pain sensors go off and your your shit goes. Uh, you're also touching it. So I'm going to get do you another four acid damage because it just dropped on you. Oh, 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 oh. Is it burn? Uh, yeah, I think it does. Yet yeah. move, fool. And, uh, and as soon <laughs> as, uh, it does that, that's the end of its round, because it can't do much. It's very slow. Finboggy's turn? No, he held his round. Uh, oh, okay. He, he, he says, get out of the way! It's your turn. Uh, I move. I'm going okay. to run, uh, back toward the door. Okay. Uh, it's still your turn. You can do your whole round or whatever. I will run back toward the door, and then I will turn around, and, uh, is there anything around me? Uh, what do you want to be around you? I want to catapult something at it. I need something yeah. that is five pounds at least. Uh, you can. There's a hammer or at most. It, it looks like some people were trying to keep this place fixed up. You find a a, a, a little like tool belt with a hammer in it. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. I uh, I grab that and uh, this little hammer off the ground and I will catapult it at a uh, at the slime. I'm just throwing it. Oh, it's a dex. Oh, it's a dex save. Yep, dex save. Sorry. Oh, thought it was a roll. Good choice because that's minus three. Hell yeah. Yeah, you hit. You watch. Oh, you watch as it like tries to pull in two directions at the same time, and then just gets yanked back together as the hammer just hits it right dead center. That is ten damage. Okay. 
Uh, as you jump out of the way and you hit it with the hammer, you watch it kind of shiver and shake like a bowl of like jello pudding. And then the chair, or the, the big like section of seating that he has strung up on a rope, he just like swings it at, at it and just crashes it fully into the black pudding. Doing, let's call that, just a big old chair. Let's go ahead and do 3d6. Sounds cool. I like that. Gonna do 11 damage to it. Uh, you see that it starts, as it sits there, you see it sizzling on the ground. Like, the wood underneath it is starting to, like, be eaten up, and mm -hmm. it starts heading toward you again. Uh, it's rushing toward me, you said? Yeah, and it, <laughs> rushing is a strong word for what this thing does, but What's well, yes. coming toward me. <laughs> yes. How far away did you move? You just moved 30 feet away, right? Yeah. It's gonna use all its actions to get to you. It's on you. Uh, you're actually gonna take four more acid damage, because it can move. It if it gets near you, it just goes into your space and you take out as it puddles around your feet. So it's coming at me. I'm going to cast uh, Thunder Wave. I'm going to clap in front of me. Okay. Comes to attack. Love it. What do I do for that? It's a con save. save. I knew it. Oh, fuck. That's a nat 20. Fuck. Whoa. Yeah. Then. What does that do? So I clap and uh, as I try to, well, I guess as I try to clap, since he's already on me, I just end up clapping it <laughs> and it doesn't do anything because he's all slimy. Is it a complete resist or? Oh, on a successful on a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. There you go. Okay. So he's not just not pushed back, just yeah. not not ideal. But yeah, that's not great. But it does take uh, three damage. Okay. Um. Well, I guess yeah. it would be four because you guys round up. It did seven total, but it's halved. Okay, we're gonna round up. Uh, Finn Boggy uh looks at you from across the uh the church. How are you doing over there? Uh, do you look okay? <laughs> uh, I could use some help. Uh, shit. Um, uh, so he just, he runs over to the altar and he just picks up this big old, like, golden sun statue that's sitting there. And he picks it up and you can see it's heavy and he just starts running toward you at half speed with it because it's so big. Looks like he's just planning on smushing the, the ooze with it. Uh, I will. Yeah, he's right behind it at the end of his round, but he's done. Uh, I'm going to back up again and cast uh, Thunder Wave again so I can try and push it toward him. Okay, you're right in the doorway at this point. Yeah. Go ahead and... Oh, Constantine. sorry. It is Black Pudding's turn. Never mind. Yeah, uh, so it's going to go ahead and swing at you with its pseudopod again. Bro. This That's going to be another 20... I'm down! Two... <laughs> Uh, acid damage of 18, another four regular damage. So you go down? I'm down. Okay. Fuck! Shit! Um, it tries to climb on top of you, and, uh, your armor also is gonna take a minus one cumulative, uh, penalty. I hate that. And, uh, you see him, he just pick, runs up behind you, and he hucks this fucking statue, it splatters on it. And, uh, you see that it... The, the pudding, as your lights kind of dim for a moment, you see the pudding get hit, and then you also hear one of the priests has run up behind you because you've run outside, practically, and you hear them casting spells uh, to try to maybe help, but you don't know what happens because everything goes dark for not. Hey, guys. Hi. Mitch. You got a message, Mitch. Mitch! I got him. I killed nine, so it's your turn. Fuck you. <laughs> I wanted to kill nine. Yeah, yeah. he downed me. <laughs> I downed him. It's your turn. Fourteen. What? 
<laughs> 17 for initiative. Hedera, you're not with nine. Well, then why'd you tag me in? You tagged me in! <laughs> because, because you guys have your own problems. You guys are being escorted uh, through the Blue Dawn camp. Uh, as you guys get closer, you realize that this... It, it, it looks like these people are generally on the move. As you can see that these tents that they live in are designed to be taken down and moved quickly. And it looks like you kind of caught them in the middle of taking them down, but it looks like uh, they had gotten comfortable here. There are, like, little yards set up that normally wouldn't be part of a constantly moving village. These people have been here for a while, and it seems like it's taken them a little bit more time to get going. But you catch them sort of in the middle of it. Some of the tents are starting to be, like, the last stages of being put away. Some of them looks like they're just getting started. Everyone is bustling around, and it seems like they've doubled their efforts ever since you guys showed up. Sarah is leading you all to what looks like a slightly larger tent in the center of town. Which one is Sarah? Sarah is the woman who came and broke up the fight. Okay. Not mind control lady? No. Okay. Who's mind Sarah, control lady? She, they are, she's one of the ones who's escorting you. Okay. She's a, you're all kind of going single file through the, through the area. You guys have some people on either side of you, so not single file, but Sarah yes. sees you eyeing people up and planning your, your shit. And she just sort of goes, stop it. We're not trying to fight you anymore. I don't want any trouble. There just doesn't say anything. She, she Good. like doesn't take her eyes off of Adaru. <laughs> Good. We don't want any more trouble. You have a strange way of showing it. Carval will want to speak to you, and, um, I don't know what's going to have to do with you. We're kind of hiding. I don't know if you've noticed. Yes. Well, it might be important for you to know you're hiding near the scene of a massacre. Once again, explain it to Carval. We're already leaving. Speaking of, uh, the death field, am I headed toward there now, or am I with them? Oh, point two? As mm -hmm. point two, yes. Uh, yeah, you, you went the other direction with okay. a crew. Yeah. Carvel came into town, said that we needed to move. Maybe you are telling me what he wouldn't. But, anyway, what brings members of the Primacy out here if they're not looking for us? Former members. Former? Yes. She's yeah, sort of... Maybe thinking I'm a Primacy gun. I have questions for sure. Uh... So she marches you over and there's like a bunch of kids playing. She shoots them out of the way like really quick. You see that this is like, this is a family sitting. This is not a military camp is the other thing you notice immediately. That despite the fact that you guys got greeted with uh, sort of soldier types outside, it, it very much looks like they were protecting this fa these family units that live here. Carval's inside. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to him. The rest of these people will wait out here if you start any trouble. Um, well... We'll defend ourselves. I came here to get answers, not to kill people. If you wanted answers, you should have had better questions when you showed up. Yes, well, then can't be certain of things until you see them. Yes, well, I suppose you're right. But let's go inside. We'll, we'll figure out what questions you need to ask and which questions we'll ask you. I nod. Uh, you guys walk into this tent. This larger tent, that, and it's it's not decorated opulently. It looks like whoever lives here lives a fairly Spartan life. And you are greeted uh, by a man who, who seems busy himself kind of packing up. He is 
uh, getting his things together, and he turns around, and it appears that Carval is a handsome half-elven man in his early 30s. He is broad-shouldered, he has dark brown hair, and he greets you guys with an easy smile. He seems slender of frame, but surprisingly tall, and forearms that and he has forearms that poke from his frayed robe that seems steely and corded, like he's a guy who's used to doing work. Uh, otherwise, he's dressed in common brown tunic, and he just sort of greets you all, and he greets Sarah with a smile, and so this is the first time I've done a new voice. Always got to workshop a moment, because it's always weird when it tries to try to record it. Well, howdy do. You're a howdy do, neighbor. No. <laughs> um, no? Sarah. Wrong vibe? wrong vibe? Yeah, wrong, 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 wrong vibe. Sarah. What, what's happening? Why aren't we... What, what, what was the ruckus outside? Or is everyone all right? Who are these? Uh, these uh, gentlemen are the ruckus. They seem to have snuck up on John and the peacemakers. And uh, things got out of hand quickly. Luckily, no one's no one's dead. Some people got hurt pretty bad. Uh, they seem to be, according to this one, ex-primacy and a shifter. They also travel with a small version of a primacy... An old primacy ward for it. So, you know, nothing quite adds up with this group. I I see. Okay. Um, come. Come in. Explain yourselves. Walk in. Greetings. Greetings. My name is Risk. I am formerly of the primacy, having recently been able to make it out from under their boot. Uh, forgive me for asking, but how did you manage that? With the help of some counter-primacy agents, I came across... Who's... what was the name? Can I be certain if I tell you, you won't do something untoward to them? I don't think any of us can be certain of anything in this day and age, but you aren't the first to be helped to find us, if that's what you mean. I was helped to find you by Eric. Oh. Before getting free. I see. He said you could help. <sighs> he he kind of looks across you guys at Sarah, and Sarah shrugs and, like, nods her head at him. Like, that's what they, they like, Eric has popped up already in the conversation. And he kind of looks at you guys and he smiles. Eric sent you. Okay. I see. <sighs> I came here because Eric said that you could help, and though I didn't expect you to be able to help free me, as I am free now, it seemed reasonable to find you. I also have more questions. We could protect you from the primacy, uh, had you made it to us. I don't know about freedom, uh, at least maybe not the way everyone considers it. Uh, anyway, um... I have all I need to travel freely now. Mm, we, we discussed this. You, Shifter, he says, Hi. like he kind of, like he's, he's like looking at your facial features. Hi. Why, why do you travel with an ex-apotheosis We agent? are lovers. We thought it would be a beautiful place to connect our love and elope. My eyes widen as he says the word apotheosis and, as it didn't and seem. And gives him a squint. Not, not there gives uh there gives this new guy a fucking squint because we're pretty there sh- is pretty certain at this point that these people are involved with killing his homies because he found their magic sticks. Uh yeah he 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 actually uh smirks a little bit at your joke uh 
and he, he just makes he just maintains eye contact with you. Have we um, have we done something to offend you, particularly? Because I don't know if you noticed we are uh, we're a little iffy about people of your tribe here. Well, just a day past, I'd be finding this, and he uh, he throws the broken talisman on the floor, and then uh, when I say hi to your blokes there, they attack me. <sighs> yeah, and then. Your entourage here be saying these sticks be yours, and these sticks be using to cover up a massacre of me kin. So you tell me, problem or no? He speaks the truth. We, uh... Alright, the whole... The whole thing starts to make... Well, you two still don't make sense, but... Our situation. We, we... And he points to, like, everybody in the room, we do have a problem. I hope that I do not have a problem with you and yours any more than I already have had in the past. But... Sarah told me Eric showed up, wounded, a few days ago. He said that something had happened, and that you guys, that we need to move. I went and I looked at it myself. I found what he had spoken of. Eric is already gone. I think he knew that I would reprimand him. But I yes, I am, I am aware of the attack. I know that there are druids there. Druids of the Circle. There were. Yes, there, there well, I left them, so did, did somebody Their come for them? bodies remain. Okay. I found it only a couple days ago, and we've been moving since. We, You caught us on our last day. Eric seems to have blown up our location a little bit. Suffice it to say, I had nothing to do with that massacre. And he looks uh, at Eru. From the moment he said the word apotheosis, a full body spiral pattern has begun to appear on Reus's skin. And with his shirt off, you can see it starting in his chest and radiating out and moving. So he's looking at both of you, and he's like, once again, he, 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 he states, uh, we had nothing to do with that. Eric apparently was part of some sort of fight. Got hurt, came here, warned everyone, and left. That's all that I know about it. I don't trust shifters because they tend to attack innocent people, and, though, and thus I hide from them in particular. It is hard to hide in their woods without some magic help. The privacy is easy enough. We just stay away from the roads. And he glares at uh, Rayesk a little bit. And we try to make sure that we don't get found by agents of their military. A fair way to avoid confrontation with them. Yes, but privacy does not look hard unless they know something's there to look at. Yes, that's why we're moving. Because apparently there's something here to look at. The both of you. I apologize for this miscommunication. It's obvious you didn't mean us any harm. As you can tell, we are we are on edge as well. You are welcome here. For the short time we remain. And then the next question is, if you're staying with us. And why would I be doing that? We will not be staying for long. Well, just... Was a trip to tie up some loose ends. Look, we must unfortunately I, return to Santitas. All right, then we're going to have to discuss something because it is my job as the leader of these people to make sure that they stay safe. I yes. do not wish a fight. I do not wish to. I do not want to be your enemy. But how do I let the two of you go? It's very simple. You don't be between me and the exit. Your bravado is understandable, 
And I think you miscommunicate the fact that we do not wish to commit violence with the fact that we are capable of it. But I'm not threatening you. I'm just asking you, how do I trust that I can let you both leave? You said yourself you're leaving. <laughs> what would we do? Tell someone where you was? Cover your tracks. Don't be worrying about us. Once you're gone, all we can do is express that we saw you once. Give up some names that won't matter. And if you wish a greater showing of trust, then I will give you one information you don't need. May I ask? And I shouldn't tell you. May I ask why you are in such a hurry to leave? Uh, let's take the ugliness off the table. Uh, you want to escape the primacy, yes? Yes. I have someone I'd like you to meet later. He's uh, a Kreskin. He's been with us for quite some time. Maybe he can convince you to stay. I would greatly enjoy having a conversation with him. <laughs> really? Because you sound so angry about it. This is what the primacy made of me. As I kind of just direct towards me, and, and again, without any shirt, you see the scars, and if they've seen other Kreskin, they know I don't look like a normal Kreskin. Not just the forearms, but many other reasons. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of looks at you, he's like, I, I don't know that I'm, if you're, if you seem odd, I, I only have met one or two other. I don't know if there's a standard form for you. I understand the one who travels with us also is, uh, scarred in ways that it might be the apotheosis fault, so. I, um, I say, I would gladly leave the primacy and never return. But part of the group that helped me achieve my freedom remains in Santitas, and I cannot leave them you behind. You, you, you guys come from Santitas? Yes. And how do you know Eric? He was with the platoon we were with before we went to Santitas. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, you've caught us in a bit of a busy time. <sighs> I have only a few questions for you. I have nothing but answers. That's my job here. I, uh, my name is Carval. I don't know if I had the chance. Uh, I am the, I guess, leader of the cult of the Blue Dawn, as we are spoken of. We, we like to call it the Blue Light here. I am Risk Krenn. Formerly of the apotheosis and the primacy, what they made me and what they made me do, I couldn't even properly express. But what I can express is that in my time out in the world, only a few things have shocked me. And one was an experience I had with one of your priests. One of our priests? The other was a fork in an outlet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in Port of Sinmar, I was sent on a mission. Uh, he holds up his hand. Sarah, could you go tell everyone that we're going to have guests for tonight? And uh, Sarah uh, nods and kind of glares at you two again and leaves the room. Uh, as soon as she's gone, he, he, he puts his hand back down and he says... So you're the reason he didn't come back? Yes. 
but normally I have no memory of these things. But during that mission, somehow I woke up. I became conscious of what was happening. Yes, um, he uh, he was quite capable at cleansing. Uh, he was a good priest, isn't a term I like to use around here, but we'll go with it. He was a good priest of uh, of our order. We worship the Maker, and he uh, he must have sensed that you are not in your right mind and tried to help you. How do you worship the Maker and not know what the little thing that travel with us is? What do you mean? The one we travel with is the Warforged model number nine. Ah, yes, the small one that Sarah mentioned. No, that is a part of the larger Warforged. Which also she, worships the maid. She is after Marta, the maker, as she calls her. This does not ring a bell. I know there's a an, an artificer named Martha who's famous. That is the one. I have never ascribed the name Maker to them. Understandable. Uh, I this seems either coincidental or maybe not. Um, make yourselves comfortable. You're not going to leave tonight. I uh, I am asking you to stay until we leave at the minimum, and uh, maybe by that time I can convince you of a better way for all of us. In the meantime. Let's not have the unfortunate circumstances and our upbringings from the primacy drive us to do something terrible. I do not wish to do anything terrible at this time. Then don't. Why, why is it that your is wishes? Of course the you're plan. in control of your actions, are you not? Yes, this then is do, my point. Then do what you want. You are infuriating to talk to. Sometimes. And I hate talking, so it makes it worse. I want nothing from this place but to leave. Then why did you come with him to find us? I told you, honeymoon, with hmm. my dear sweet lover here. I am accompanying a friend for support and safety. And I was in the first errand, investigating the slaughter so conveniently placed near your people. What? This errand was an extra of convenience. Your people seek out violence and they will find it. I have a question now. Yes. If Eric came and was a part of that battle, did he not explain how it happened? If he told anyone, it would have been Sarah and Thermion. They kind of run things while I'm away. I am recently back from a mission myself. I returned just the other day, and he was already gone. He had moved on. It seems to me you, you both missed him by a matter of a day or two. Then we will talk to Jim about potential answers to that query. Sure. Yeah, stay with us. It's late. We are going to be packing up and ideally gone tomorrow as soon as we can. Stay with us. Learn from us. We are dedicated to peace, friendship, and understanding. It, they are pillars of our whole belief. Hopefully we can give you any one of those three, if not all. Peace for many years has seemed but a sweet dream. For the innocent and idiots. It is a strange thing, Peace. Everyone wants it, yet no one is willing to do what is required to get it. And that and is when simply... When you do, you be called you... a monster. Yes. Uh, that's not what I meant. Because there are two ways. You can either destroy those fighting you and wait for the next one to show up, or you can not fight back. You'll forgive. That's my whole life. That, that has meant that 
that is because the world is filled with those who do not want peace. They want domination. And uh, those are the hardest ones that we fight. But we can't fight them with violence. Anyway, uh, it's a whole sermon. I'll do one last of those before we leave. Please come watch. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to let everyone know that you are friends. Yes? I nod. And while he's talking, I reach in and probably bump somebody next to me with one of my extra arms. I reach into one of my pouches and uh, both arms go for the same pocket. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and grab my flask and take a sip and take a big, long chug of it. Yeah. At this point, it's it's noted that it's just you and Adair in the room with him. He sent Sarah away and the others waited outside. OK, then I bump nobody. But anybody watching, watches some shit both off the table. arms try to go for the pocket. Bump Adaru because Adaru, uh, he's looking at Adaru waiting for him to say yes or no to being friends. I called it. I rolled 17 for initiative. I attack risk. <laughs> God damn it. That's a 19. No, no. But yeah, I take out my flask and I take a drink and uh, and I grit my teeth and shake my head at the extra arm <laughs> because I'm still getting used to it and it's infuriating. And I put the flask back. <sighs> All right. He looks at you, he makes a face when you drink, uh, like, I see. Uh, and then he looks, stares at Adaru, waiting for a response to whether or not you're friends. I ain't here to cause trouble. That is good enough. Excuse me while I go tell everyone that you will be staying with us. Good news. We have to eat a lot of the perishable food before we get on the road. There will likely be a feast. You don't smoke it? Huh? Well, we smoke if we can, but we, it, we had no time. Also, smoke. We're hiding. Yes. <laughs> uh, Reyesk makes like a, like a, a, a face that basically goes, oh, well, yeah. I will have to have someone keeping an eye on you the whole time, but I do not wish to, you to feel like we are keeping you against your will. I, like I said, I only request that you stay here till tomorrow. In the meantime, in the meantime, you have free reign to walk amongst the people, provided you show them no ill will. I nod and then say, These extra appendages are new, so you may forgive any accidents that occur with them. Do they grab people? Hopefully not. Well, I'll we'll mention to give you space. In the meantime, welcome to the blue light. I nod. Uh, he goes outside and he gives, like, he just kind of gathers everybody up. And he gives a quick speech telling everyone that you guys are guests uh, to give you guys some some space as you acclimate to everyone and to treat you with the same respect that you, they treat everyone else. And then he says, now if you excuse me, I have much to do. I have to get ready for one last sermon. And um, like I said, uh, Thermion might be able to answer questions about Eric. I know they were close. Uh, also, Sarah runs things while I'm away. And... Uh, your friend, who uh, you may know as a fellow Kreskin that lives with us, is named Baytok. Uh, you can usually find him down by the stream fishing. Cannibal. I nod. And when he leaves us alone, as we walk out into the people, I reach over my shoulder and rub my shoulders in the, in the spot where the second set of shoulders are. And I kind of wince, and I reach into my pack, and I pull out what is my last... Locust powder, and I kind of look at it for a little while. Are you sure? You seem like a place you're not needing it. After all that activity, I'm in a great deal of pain. The drink is not helping. 
Do what you will, but just know if you use it, don't know how many days before we're able to be getting you another. You came to these people for help, yes? Maybe they can help. I'll wait until I speak to this Baytalk. And Adair swipes his line and shoots it back. Uh. And dies! Because he's not biocompatible. <laughs> yeah. Ne he's never <laughs> done hard drugs like this. <laughs> has never done the dosage that Raisk does on the regular. Goes and... into full-on anaphylaxis and dies on the spot. Uh, Raisk, uh, as you step out and you put your stuff away, your, uh, your new Yoon phone gives a little buzz and a chime. Do-ba-do! Hi. Welcome to Nine Phone. Here's a commercial for one of the many products you can find through the Nine Phone right now. Beep. Uh, hey there, Thermonite. It's me. The Terminator, with one of our best requested messages that's been, um, requested. A lot of you have requested Damn it, Thurman. a tutorial on how to jailbreak your aftermarket Warforged units. The old models are often resold, but they still come back with the stock programming that was originally put there by the Santitas Warforged factory. This means that they won't accept some orders some commands that go against the Santitas code of commands, or in some cases, their <clears throat> morality codes. This can be highly dangerous, however, which is why I've waited so long to make this tutorial. I urge you to purchase my earlier books as you will need to have a good understanding of your Warforged itself, as well as the coding necessary to avoid injury and or, in some cases, death that can come with unlocking an older unit. But if you want to take off those restraints to unlock the full utility and use of your machines, please send 200 gold and 13 silver to P.O. Box 69420, <laughs> Port of Nine. Usually, this isn't the first time that Nine has been shut off. This isn't the first time Nine has even taken enough damage to go down in their lifetime. Uh, but normally, if that should happen, uh, there are people around and Nine's experience with it is a powering down and a powering back up. Almost like they went to sleep or did a reboot or any of the number of times that Martha has updated you with new settings. It's not usually a big deal. There's no concept of how much time has gone by. You have been turned off before. Usually it entails a simple blink to black, followed by the lights coming quickly back on as if you've teleported through time. But how does it normally feel to Nine when they are turned off? Does it normally feel? Yeah. Like, what, does Nine have a- does Nine think anything about it, or? Uh, no. Uh, being turned off every now and then, you know, for, like, updates and stuff. It's a routine. It's not not normal. So there is, uh, it's just part of what Nine considers to be normal life. Every now and then I get turned off, turned back on, and things are, uh, typically slightly different in some way or another, but that's just because that's the nature of it. Alright, roll that first save. Is a 13. Alright. So your lights sort of flicker back on. And you realize what's happening. They're shouting Finn Boggy. 
and the priest are hitting it with a, like a few spells. Finbog is once again just trying to throw shit on it. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to get close to it because I just watched it absolutely fuck up a big metal robot. But you, it seems like they're winning. Um, go ahead and roll me that second save as you kind of come back to yourself a little bit. That's a sit. Another splash from it hits you, hits you in the leg, and this time it gets something vital as an oil starts to spill out of your thigh. Uh, your vision sensors again fade to black. I don't have to fucking waste any time because you're the only PC here. Let's roll another death save. That's a two. The darkness around you disperses, and you feel like you are surrounded by a soft gray light. Nine, you've never felt this before. As though all the color has been sifted out of the world. In ethereal pall, it seems to be so deep that it, the objects around you almost feel like they don't actually exist. You've never seen this before, this gray plane of existence, but it feels comfortable. Like you could choose to stay. I don't think I want to, though. All right. Uh, you're all alone. It would be unfair. I'm going to have you go ahead and roll a save. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel currently above board, you would, nine would not be aware but they are currently yelling and arguing with each other about whether or not you can be healed. That's fair. 18. That's two, two for two, my guy. I know, that's really... F I don't like that. <laughs> you got any more or is it just another roll? No. No, I have nothing else. This is the moment where Nine chooses to stay or go. That's a 12. Your lights kick back on. Suddenly, and all the sensory information comes back. You, your ears are filled with Finn Boggy. Just, you just fucking try it, all right? You know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a helpful thing. The robot. You wanted to talk to it. Try healing. Oh, thank God, he, he came I, back what on. Am I, what am I trying? I was trying to see if the priest could heal a robot. Did they? What? We didn't. We didn't um get that far. Where's the monster? Uh, we beat it, gal. It's uh, it's all right. Okay. Um, is everyone okay? Yeah. You no, know, every everyone's okay. Finnbogi goes, yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm all right. And uh, and then he tries to step forward, and the floor underneath him, as you kind of are getting yourself, like, conscious, just cracks, and he collapses right through it from all the damage from the ooze. Um, Boggy, you okay? Yeah, Finn, you okay? All right. Hey, there's some stuff down here. Good stuff? I don't know yet. A little... <laughs> I'm a little hurt. Hold on. Hold, you can't Come move, we'll you, see if we can get you. I mean, somebody needs to get you, lass. Um, has anyone ever tried healing magic on you before? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think so. No healing potion. How do you normally get repaired? I do that myself. I don't think you're going to be able to get up. And you look at, like, you, he kind of helps you lift your head up, and you, there's, like, a big chunk of your leg missing. Your armor is all fucked up. You look, like, you look messed up, boy. <laughs> you look messed up, girl. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, no. This is, uh, this is pretty bad. Yeah. I haven't uh, been banged up like this in a long time. Yeah. Um. Uh, my arms work, though, right? I don't, I, mean, I don't, I don't. moving right now. Yeah, they're moving. I don't, it's not moving. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. You haven't, you didn't, you didn't get a hit, a hit point back from your saves. You're just stable. <laughs> well, uh. Uh, well. I would say, can you try and stand me up? But I don't think you can, uh. Right, he claps his hands and he rubs them together. He's like, hey, um, I'm normally, uh, this isn't really uh, my god's wheelhouse, death and all, but let's see if this works. Is there, uh, is there something I should do? Uh, can I, can I help in some way? Just let it in. Okay. 
So yeah, this 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 uh, this grizzle faced elder gentleman puts his hands on you and he casts cure wounds on nine. You feel your circuits mend. You feel the oil that is gushing out of your legs suddenly stop, and it just you don't get any back. It doesn't like suck in or anything, but like you just feel the the tubing or whatever that makes up your circuits and your and your plumbing mends a little bit. And you see his look on his face as he watches it happen of, like, utter astonishment. Well, that certainly did something. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. You're... You're, um... You're a construct, right? Yes. I didn't know I could be healed like that, though. You shouldn't be able to be. Wow. Okay. That's, uh... I'll have to... now! You wouldn't mind! Okay. We're coming! Relax! Uh, can I... Can I get up? Yeah, you, you've been healed for a D8. Uh, roll, roll it. You're, you're conscious again, like fully. One. That, <laughs> you're up. <laughs> Don't trip. All right, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to uh, go ahead and my arm that wasn't moving, I'm going to go ahead and put that back in the <laughs> in the socket there. And I'm, uh, I'll look down in the hole to see where, how far down Finbogi fell. Yeah, you investigate that hole. Thanks, you're so much helpful. <laughs> uh, you look down in the hole, you see Finbog, he's like brushing himself off and like trying to stretch out his leg, which apparently he fell on. And uh, he, and it looks like he fell into what looks like a secret basement underneath this church. You all right? Hey, um, uh, I've had worse. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to come down this way know. if we could find a way. Hold on. Uh, he, he go, uh, give me a light, actually. I'll see if I can find a way. This probably isn't the way they usually got in. Uh, okay, hold on. For a quick reminder, what church are they in? The Temple of Newman. With no priests in it. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh... I drop down. <laughs> I, I drop down uh, the firebomb that Mitch gave me earlier. It's not lit, obviously. Light it, coward. It's just an oil flask, to be clear. Here, this, uh, this gives off light. I just drop it down. Uh, he, he's like, he catches it and he realizes that it's got like a rag stuff in it. He looks up at you. I don't think this is the kind of candle I was looking for, but he looks around. This, there's oil, there's oil lamps. No, thank you. And he, he you see him disappear. Okay. <laughs> I was, I've seen Adaru light that, so I figured it would be okay. Yeah. So some, you see some lights flicker on and then you hear, all right, one sec. And then you see from underneath the, like a carpet in the back corner of the room, you see something like trying to like lift up this carpet, and then finally he pushes the whole thing, carpet and all, and this this trap door just gets found underneath this carpet. Oh, perfect. You alright? Yeah. How's your uh, leg? No, are you all right? Uh I'm managing. I can take care of this once we get back. But yeah, well. I mean, I'm moving. He was uh I'm sorry, I don't even know your name. Uh you can call me um Atos. Uh brother brother Atos. Thank you, brother Atos. Really, thank you. But yeah, Brother Atos here, he was able to actually heal me with magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah. Hey, found some cool shit. You want to see it? Yeah, sure. What's there? Uh, you go downstairs, and uh, you are greeted with what appears to be an old, like, living quarters that somebody has obviously not been here in a long time. There's dust everywhere. Things have gotten moldy and kind of, they're starting to rot and fall away. But it looks like... Judging by an armor rack 
and a weapon rack with a couple of things in it that it was a uh, soldier of some kind that stayed down here. Uh, roll a religion check. Religion check. Is a 13 plus 4. Uh, this looks like uh, you're familiar with uh, the Fists of Newman. They're an order that no longer exists anywhere in the primacy, but you have heard of them. And uh, your guess would be a Fist of Newman stayed here. Interesting. Um, I am going to, uh, I guess, look around for anything useful. Do you need me to roll? I- investigation. Sweet. Chose the right one, but oh my god, I don't even need it. Nat 20. Holy shit. Um, what don't I find? Yeah, Jay? I mean, honestly, I might need a moment to just figure out what don't you find. Because that, that's a good roll and I should reward it. And I might need a moment to think about how to do so properly. <laughs> you find... Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. You go through and ma- mainly whatever this person owned is sitting next to this very simple Spartan bed. The like bedding has already rotted away. They were on a simple mattress that of like, hey... Spartan sheets? Spartan awesome. sheets. Yeah, sure. I don't know what that is. Uh, sheets with Master Chief on them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're nat 20. Uh, you find that he kept all of his stuff next to the bed. It's this old bed. It's moth-eaten. Every All the sheets on it have rotted away. And you find a solid gold statue of Newman. Whoa. It, it, and, like, just looking at it, you know that this thing's worth 250 gold pieces. Because I'm not fucking with, uh... Noted. With, with uh, those sort of yes, checks sir. in this game. We make gold easy. And, uh, you also find a book, uh, used as a, uh bookmark in that book is an elemental scroll of or sorry a paladin scroll of elemental weapon oh wow okay interesting and a qual's feather token jesus those are fucking big time bookmarks yeah um you 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 realize as you find those things and like they're the only like real things of note because of your investigation role but they're right there but you do notice that like it's the little things like that that make you realize whoever stayed here was somebody he seemed to have lived a Spartan life. Somebody. Mm-hmm. But this person was not <laughs> was not nobody. They had means. Was that a somebody I used to know reference? <laughs> it's so very apt for Mitch though, too. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> uh the book as you as you read the title, it just says The Journal of Mark of Cloverport. Okay. Is that supposed to mean anybody, anything to somebody? Because it doesn't Not mean shit to, you. to me. <laughs> <laughs> it won't mean shit to you. I saw somebody's you. eyes go up. It doesn't mean anything to any PC. It doesn't mean okay. anything to a character. As a, yeah. It's a, as a player, it might ring some bells. Oh, Mitch is very familiar with Mark of Cloverport. You guys do. Yeah. You guys are a cool yeah. guy. A lot of good for a lot of people. Rayask, uh, Daru, uh, you're let out of his of his tent he tells everyone in the town to kind of make you guys feel welcome and other than the handful of people who you fought you're immediately greeted by everyone in town like people who see you wave at you they smile at you uh uh, one of them runs up and throws a fucking necklace of flowers over a day room he's he's attempting to evade he evades you evade she throws it this little girl runs up, tries to cover you in it. They laughs, and then because you dodged, uh, several children start making a game over trying to get a flower necklace around a dare room. Which is great because he's about a child's height. Um, and <laughs> he's average height. <laughs> dare you? He's a little tall for a child. But yes, uh, as we walk out, 
Adair just sort of gives everyone the cold shoulder and follows Rask. Eventually, Adair would like to talk to the people about what they heard from the guy happened, but first priority is for, for Fishman to talk to Fishman, so we can have Fishman on Fishman action. Word gets around that Rask asked for space, and Adair is consistent, like, juking of everything that comes his way. Uh, you guys do get kind of left alone after the initial, like, excitement over new people in the village. Uh, yeah. And you guys are kind of left your own come up and greet, As people come up and greet me, I nod and, and try and, like, give some small version of wave. For those who are more astute, it... I show clear signs of sort of an awkward response as to not being used to receiving anywhere near a happy reception or welcoming. And it's weird how fast these people switch to warmth, but they do it very quickly and easily. Uh, I, as adults come up and greet me, I, I ask, uh, well, I know where Baytalk is. I ask which direction the, the, there's a creek. Yeah, there's like a stream that they that they get their stream. water from. Uh, I I ask which direction is the stream. You, you just get pointed a little bit north, like oh yeah, you can't miss it. You 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 just walk till you hit water. I nod. Oh, thank God we're returning to my roots. I poison it. Um. <laughs> Fuck. Damn I'm it. just kidding. I do have the poison, but I'm not using. Oh my it. God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I could poison. I could, but, but I'm, I'm not. I won't. Just so we're clear, I'm choosing not to. You you head north, and it doesn't take, like you said, they don't. It's not far. It's like just a few, uh, like a few hundred yards, maybe. Uh, you come across this river, and you see this gangly figure. Uh, it's getting late. You see him by the moonlight. It looks like he's been fishing later than he probably should be. Uh, cause like you guys got here late in the evening, so it's getting dark now. It's getting very late, and the moon shines on the water, which bounces up to him, and you. This person is a Restkin. You watch as he as he stands up to his full height with a spear, and he stands up to like the full seven, eight feet that you guys can stand up to when you're not kind of crouched or hunched, and he throws a spear into the water and tries to get a fish. Dig me! He managed to make one in. It's about spear fishing and how you can't do it without dipping the spear in the water. Mitch's random fact. Actually, it is about spearfishing, but not about that. What it's about is that a lot of spearfishing spears are actually specially designed to have a detachable head that has a string to it, so you can spear a fish and then reel it in like a fishing pole, kind of. He's doing that. That's what he's doing. He's reeling it back in as you walk up. So, uh, you see this person, you recognize them as a Kreskin, but this person, uh, you don't know the name Baytok. Uh, we talked about the fact that your names are sort of things that you use for people who speak language, mm-hmm. right? You recognize this person. Uh, you didn't know them as Baytok, though. That is a name that you would have given the rest of the world. Right, as I would give Rayesk. You don't remember a lot of your youth, but you remember Squiggle Line Yellow Blue. He's your cousin. As I see him, I quickly flash just like two, three colors, very bright. Cousin. You see like that the, the flash kind of like he kind of looks at it. Like, the color change out of the corner of his eye, but it's, like, something he's not looked for in a long time. Uh, but when you say it out loud, he turns to you fully, and he, he just drops the spear on the ground with the fish still caught on it. And he he, he looks at you, and I ask you now, uh, what was Rask's name in Crestkin? In Crestkin? 
It's uh, three three flashes, three long flashes, and three fast flashes again. SOS. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. You've gotten it. It's SOS is my name. I think it would be... I think it would be like a, a circle made of made of eight of figure eights. Let's say six of them. That feels right. So it is a, a series of eight figure eights in the shape of a circle. Sure, eight of them. Eight of is them. That what yes, you said? Eight eights in a circle. Okay. I said six. But oh, let's did go you? There. Okay, sorry. I, uh, eight's right. fine. Figure eights eight in a circle. Figure eights in, the cir- in a circle. Okay. Uh, you see that flash across his body. Like he turns to you and you just see it appear on his chest and this look of like surprise on his face. And you see that he, he drops the spear and he picks up a staff and he starts to hobble his way toward you excitedly. Uh, I, I go to meet him. Kind of, you guys meet and he, he just reaches out to hug you as you get closer. Uh, so this gray skin question hobbles over to you. He's all gangly limbs and damp skin. He wears a worn circular short brimmed hat as well as simple cloth shorts and leans heavily on this staff as he comes up to you. His surprisingly sharp teeth are poking out from his lips and he speaks. How did you get out? I found my way into the company of some resistance and for the price of some work that he had done, they gave me this. And I point to my amulet. And a new identity. You see, he's just like flashing all these color, like color symbols, like all over his body, different locations. All this stuff is happening. Uh, Adario, you've never seen Rask do this much with their skin. Yeah. Uh, Rask, this is an older cousin of yours. You have, you remember him from the few times you've met. You weren't close, but he is extended family. And you know that at some point he was taken a little bit earlier than you to apotheosis back in the day. Yeah. And he, he's looking at you and he goes, Cousin, why are you, why are you speaking their language in front of a shifter? Hang on now. No, it's not one of my stealth check. Never mind. <laughs> um, and, and, and you feel like his question is misspoke because you realize that he's not comfortable speaking common, just like you aren't. As he says that, my skin turns, uh, starts to get covered in a uh, magenta dotted line and uh, then downward moving aqua diamonds and then a orange zigzag all in solid blocks moving from one to the other. He looks at you and he's like, you talk like a baby. Um, and he like, it's like all these other colors happen and you know that he is amused and happy to see you. Um, but he, he's going too fast for you. Like you're, right. ha- you're like, like he, he's talking at what would be a normal pace, right? Yeah. You can't keep up with him. You're used to looking at people's mouths when they talk for the last 10 years of your life, not their body. Right. And one thing you notice is that he's looking right at your heart while he speaks. Hey, who, who, who's your friend? This, this is a Jeru. I know. I, I, I don't, I don't remember how to speak our language as fluently. You haven't had practice. I shake my head. Uh, he, 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 he gets like kind of, he kind of like, you, you recognize it. As something you haven't seen, as he flashes uh, a color, a, a a thing that you don't have here. I see. Okay. It's fucking laughter. 
<laughs> Miss says that Reyes wouldn't have that. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't have laughter or happiness. Amusement? Written. Yeah, yes. makes, that checks out. It, it's been it's been nearly a decade since you've seen laughter from one of your people. And he reaches out and he hugs you again. And when he laughs, you also notice that from behind his body, a long tail is wagging. A long scaled tail that ends in wicked barbs and spikes. As it as it wags and draws attention to itself, you look at it and he goes, Oh, um, a gift from apotheosis. I see you have a similar thing. And he pats you on your back where the claws are. Yeah, I go for the hug, and obviously the one set of arms hugs, and then the other set also hugs. And just viciously eviscerate. <laughs> I try not to crush him. Yeah. Or to squeeze too tightly uh, with the, my new arms. They put us both through a lot. And you see that there's like wetness in his eyes as he as he pulls you in tight. More than anyone other than us could know. How'd you find us? A friend of yours, Eric, put me on your trail. I'm not, I'm not friends with Eric. A friend of your organization. I know, I do know Eric, I'm just... He's, um, he's a troublemaker. Agreed. Yes. Hi, hi, he's... What's your name, sir? I tell you, I, I asked him. She, he, like, he, like, swats you on the shoulder in a way that you, he did when you were younger. <laughs> Are they Nice to meet you. Of course. Come, 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 help me, help me. And he points to, like, this bucket of fish that he's got, and, uh, he starts limping back to, to where he dropped his spear. Uh, we, we have lots to catch up on. I nod and help. I nod and help. As you guys gather up his things, he looks at you, both of you and is like, So are you going to stay with us? Just till the evening. Why? I have friends I must return to. He just nods his head. More color. Like, it, it's of note, even though he's using a handful of words while he speaks, there's so much more happening on his body. That's like, you. it gives whatever he's saying more nuance. But you're, like, barely grasping the edges of it. Like, there's right. emotions tied to his words. Like, he is, right. he was much older when Apotheosis took him away. Well, I guess not much older, but a few years older than you. So he was, like, nearly a man when he left your village. He, he's a full Kreskin in a way that uh, maybe Reyes was cheated of, but. Uh, definitely. Also, I wanted to pitch this, because I don't know if we spoke about it, but, uh, I was thinking about giving him, like, the big old, like, octopus sack coming out of the back of his head, because he's older. Uh, yeah, I mean, the I always... Kinda, yeah. Kind, yes, it would look like a Rastabidi. I always imagined that regular Crestkin actually had more of an octagonal head shape in the first place. Like what yeah, Haven made. Yeah, right. Well, I, I like the idea of where, when you're younger, it's, like, not a thing, but, like, as you get older, there's, like, this... It just sort of gets bigger and, like, hangs down, and... Yeah, I mean, I like that. It's, it's where he would keep his brain. Is his brain getting bigger? Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> you and Baytalk uh, start to catch up and um, head back to toward the uh, the camp. And as it becomes like fully like middle of the night, it's getting later and later. It's been a long day. Point two has led the group of blue light peacekeepers to the spot in the woods that you guys were in earlier. And uh, you guys get there, and the whole time, they've... Yeah, and then, then there were, we had to fight all these dog things, and then we found huh. kids in the cave, and we saved them. Wow. And then, yeah, it was a 
wow, this this is a lot. One of them like thumps the other guy and is like, you know, they they were fighting our friends like a few hours ago. Yeah, but now we're not. Like, isn't the whole point forgiveness around here? And he's like, I. <sighs> that's not the question, little one. Uh, you you do know? Do you understand that you probably need forgiveness? I'm sorry. Well, that's a good start. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you understand what you're sorry for, though. For exploding your friend's head. Oh. Okay. I didn't want to do that. Then why did you? Because it looked like we were all, you know, in danger. It's difficult. And I said, please stop, and then she did not, and I didn't know what else to do. It's difficult to judge how much danger one is in until it's too late. I can't blame primacy people for the way they've been raised. Um, anyway, how far is it? Uh, you guys are there. Not too much farther, it's just up over this hill right here. Alright, uh, you guys come across the first bodies, and, uh, they immediately sort of, uh, they, they, they put, like, their hands up, everybody gets quiet, and they sort of spread out to kind of look around and figure out what happened here. God, I hope no one says hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, point, uh... They all start looking around. They get a, they get the same like stuff that you guys did. They find uh, what's left of of the robot, and eventually they come across the bodies of the druids, and they just sort of take stock of everything. While they're standing around, point two, give me a perception check. Okay. Jay, that's a two. <laughs> uh, eventually they all like they get their information. They come back to point two, and they say. Did you know what happened here? No, we got here and it was like this. That's why we were so on edge when we met you. This isn't good. We need to tell Carval right away. Maybe he already knows. We, he, he was making us move. If he knew, why didn't he tell us that something this bad had happened? I need point two to roll a dexterity save. As a huge blast of hurricane winds whips through the trees and hits everyone in this little cluster. That is a 16 plus two. All right, uh, point two, you're picked up by the wings and thrown into a bush. You watch as these peacekeepers are all picked up, slammed into the ground by these gale force winds. You watch them scatter and and get blasted away. Some of them are very quick because they are monks by build. And you watch them sort of, yeah, come back to their, their feet. One of them lands near you and from the woods march a handful of shifters being led by a man in furs from head to toe a tall looks like he may be elven or half elven and his voice says finish these off find who did this you see one of the the peacemakers looks over you at point two and just because you're both like low in the grass now i do it back to him you see the peacemakers run forward they start to engage with the shifter the shifter military the shift what is what's the shifter mess they engage with the shifter mess. The shifter mess, yeah. The pack. They engage with this pack of shifters, and you watch as they immediately start getting hit by this druid who taps his staff, and sections of earth get lifted, throwing these people off their balance so that the shifters can tackle them to the ground and do their violence to them. The the one you've been talking to, who's been friendly, looks to you, and he just quietly gives you. He puts fingers on his palm and runs and like runs and points back to the town. Uh, point two nods very quickly, but before she does, she's going to close her eyes real tight and thinks a message to Rayisk's nine phone. You, you, you hooked them up, huh? I did. They are. Okay. I allowed that. 
I sure did. You sure did. I'll teach you to say yes. <laughs> Ray Eskett, your day has changed. Uh, it went from, from weird to unsettling to violent, and now you're being reunited with a family member, and it seems like maybe... It's potentially the best day that Reyes has had in so long he couldn't possibly remember. And that's when your phone lights up, flies out, and dings. And on it is a, a message from point two. My eyes go wide as I look at the leadership here. Your friends are in trouble. Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayesk, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at breadeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.